So I always say the first factor in sales is likability. Raise your hand again if you've been somewhere and you've purchased something that's not the cheapest, but you purchase it because you like the person. You just prove that price is not number one. So when I go into these shops, the number one thing I notice is people are not being themselves. They're not showing their personality on the phone. The personality that brought somebody into the company, the personality that's brought somebody to the point they are in their life today is not the personality they're bringing in with them to the office. So I always say, why do I mention blind dates? I didn't even think they're a thing anymore. Now it's like Tinder and swiping and all this stuff. But back in the day when you got ready for a blind date, what do you do? You dress good. You feel good. You smell good. You look good. You have some jokes lined up. You're extremely curious about the person so you can get to know them. And then I ask people, well, what is the overall return on your investment on a blind date? I have the statistics. 90% of blind dates end up in one night stands or don't go farther than the first night. 5% end up in murders and some crazy stuff. And the other 5% make it. God bless those people. Let's clap it up if you're a winner. Then I ask people, what is the result of your sales phone call? And they say, well, I get the loan. All right, you originate a loan. You help a client and change your life, hopefully. You get a commission check. You get closer to your goals. You get closer to your dreams. You get closer to the life you've always wanted. Why would we do all of this on a blind date, but we won't do all of this on a sales call? For leaders out there, why would we do all of this on a blind date, but we won't do all of this with our people that are working under us or with us? So I always say, show me your sales call and I'll show you your blind date. Well, if you have two broker shops or two LOs and the same exact example, how do you figure out which one's better? If I had to bet on you or you next month as who's gonna originate more clients, the first thing I'm gonna say is, all right, what's their schedules? They're both working 50 hours a week, Ace. All right, what are their resources? Well, think about it. What resources do we have? What are our weapons as LOs? Telephone, voicemail, text messages, emails, voicemails, social media, networking, the way you dress, those are all resources that help us be successful. So I say, okay, are they using all the resources? Yes, Ace, they're both using all of the resources. What's the third question I ask? How often are they using the resources? Ace, they both use everything. He sends 100 texts, he sends 100 texts. He sends 100 emails, he sends 100 emails. He does three posts on social media, he does three posts on social media. All right, I have two people putting in the same exact effort, using the same exact resources, the same exact times. Now how do I find out who's better? Show me the content within those resources. What's your aim like? What's your precision like? What does your text message look like? How does your relationship building sound? How does your voicemail sound? How does your email look? Do you have the pictures of the frogs in the pool inside of your email? How's your social media look? How is your networking like? I figure out who's leveraging their resources better. Who's putting in better engagement inside of those resources. And that's how I figure out who's better. And it's shocking. I go to a lot of these shops that don't leverage text messages. Their emails look like a third grader wrote them. If they're even sending emails, we just send loan estimates most of the time. What is your custom value? Are you leveraging your resources? Are you making people like you? And are you providing value to them? I always say, if you wanna be known for what you do, 
let what you do be known. I'll say that again, if you wanna be known for what you do, let what you do be known. When I was a cell phone charger guy, I went to LA Fitness, met the guy that made me my protein shake, got a protein shake from him. Met him the second time, made a couple of jokes, got to know him, got a protein shake for him. Met him the third time, came in with a big rack on my shoulder, dropped it in there and sold it. Protein shake, $8, accessory rack, $1,000. Why? Because I was a charger guy, that's what I did. I went to my barber shop, three haircuts, boom. Dropped the charger rack in a barber shop. Everywhere I went, I had my van that was painted for accessories because I was known as a charger guy. I made more sales off the clock than on the clock. What are you doing to force the referrals when you get into an Uber? Do you ask him if he has a mortgage? If you're a store, uh, a broker owner and you go into a store, I can't tell you how many referrals I brought in from the gas station. I'm like, look, you seem like a confident guy. Why are you working here? Here's my business card. Give me a call on Monday. Are you always, always selling? Are you always referring people to your business? One time I had a guy in Arizona, he does one reverse mortgages. Again, we're getting crazy here, right? He's like, Ace, I sent out mailers. I, uh, I did all the Facebook ads. I did everything you told me to do. What else could I do? I said, what else could you do? Go to the bingo hall. I said, what? I said, yeah, go to the bingo hall. You want to find the 62-year-olds and up, go to the, as a matter of fact, be a busboy at the bingo hall. Go out there and give Martha a beer and play with Louie. And when they're walking out, give them your business card. Say, you want to play bingo more? Give me a call on Monday. He wrote three one-reverse mortgages in two months of playing bingo. And he had fun. He's probably a bingo player for life. You guys should try it. These old people are fun. If you want to be known for what you do, let what you do be known. Force the referrals every single time. All of this doesn't matter unless you make it matter. This is something I learned early on in life that if somebody's mind is not in the right place, doesn't matter if me or Tony Robbins comes up here to motivate them, they're gonna walk out and do the same exact shit they did yesterday. Because what is the burning desire that you have? Humans either run from pain or run towards pleasure. Maybe a little bit of both. Why are you here? Why are you in this seat? Why do you do everything that you're doing? Is your vision so on your mind constantly? Do you make it a slot machine? When I say slot machine, you go to Las Vegas, there's slot machines everywhere. You can't get away from them. What are your slot machines? Well, I go to my car, I see a picture of my dream. I go to my bed, I got a picture of my dream. I go to the bathroom, there's a picture of my dream. I look at my phone, there's a picture of my dream. I can't get away from my dreams because there's slot machines in my life. That's what keeps me moving forward. So I tell you this because I really need you to dig deep inside of you. You have to light your own fire and then people could throw fuel on your fire. But if your fire is not lit, there's nothing anybody can do. So you really have to find your own burning desire and what you're truly here for.